Brooks Kepka finds his voice and is willing to share. And chief executive of the RNA, Martin Slumbers, has a little bit different take on how the rules have been received. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for being here. Just a couple things real quick. It's nice to have golf on and hopefully you got to watch a little bit of it. Today I got to watch a little bit. I was able to um, see enough to really enjoy Ricky Fowler's attempts, different attempts at dropping technique. Definitely go catch that if you can. I think if you just go to golfchannel.com, you can kind of see a little (laughs) video on that where he's kind of goofing off with uh, Billy Horschel's good stuff. Very funny stuff. But just a couple things real quick. We, um, yeah, the USGA and this rule thing we've talked about before. Uh, Mike Davis has kind of come out and sort of whitewashed this whole thing and and has literally said, hey, you know, it's really great. It seems to be like, you know, they're well-received. Everybody seems to be enjoying them. It, it has, it's had the desired effect. Uh, when there was a problem, talking about the caddy alignment thing, we quickly reacted to it. So everything's great. And then we had, fortunately, and I don't know, right, that just didn't feel right. Right. There's been many comments that uh, a lot of folks aren't real happy with the way the rules are going. I mean, Ricky Fowler said it. Justin Thomas has said it. Um, Adam Scott has said it. Not everybody's thrilled. And Mike Davis's um, comments are a little out of touch for sure. I mean, Justin Thomas just a day or two ago, maybe even today said, and I've got the quote here, there's no reason for me to sit up here and tell you guys that I think the rules of golf, the changes are great because I don't, I think they're terrible. Okay. So Mike Davis's spin on this hasn't been, man, I I just, they just don't seem to get it. So this was very refreshing. An article came out talking about what Martin Slumbers thought about how the rules, and he's the chief executive of the RNA, who share responsibility with the USGA in creating and maintaining and managing the rules of golf. And he came out and said the following, and I quote, I think it's fair to say that it hasn't gone as smoothly as I would have liked, but this is a big change. Okay, right? I think that we can all kind of get on board with a little honesty. It hasn't gone smoothly. It is a big change. And, and can we make some adjustments to make it better? Ricky Fowler making fun of the drop thing is, a, I think, a, a pretty common theme. Nobody likes how we're dropping it now. Nobody likes the knee thing. Nobody likes the fact that you have to bend over to drop. It seems ridiculous. So hopefully they'll deal with that. What I, what I admire most about uh, Martin Slumbers, and I, I don't know why Mike Davis cannot do this, but in order for something to be fixed, you first have to recognize it. So I don't know if Mike Davis is just lying and he does know things are really crappy when as far as, as far as the rules go or if he literally has his head in the sand and has no idea, right? I hate to say this, but I hope he's lying so we can get these things fixed and kind of move on. So that was cool. And then the next thing I wanted to touch on, there's a story then that came out. It's, it's also on Golf Channel. 
and I was really fascinated in it. We've definitely seen that, that Brooks Kepka since winning, you know, back-to-back U.S. Opens and winning some other big tournaments and ascending to world number one. We've heard more about him, right? He's come out recently ripping on Sergio Garcia for his pathetic little tirade uh, out in Saudi Arabia. He ripped on Bryson DeChambeau for slow play without really mentioning him, but we all know who he meant. Um, so, and he's he's come out and called the tour out and said, "Look, if you're not if you're not willing to uh, you know hit people on slow play, then you know what's your problem." And I won't repeat what he said, but that's that's kind of what's going on. But what what I was really fascinated by uh, his statements, all of those things are really great. But he said the following, and, and I'll quote him just directly from this article. I feel like now where I've put myself in the game, I've kind of established myself. I feel like I actually do have a voice and it will be heard. Can I, I can do that now when where you've won once on the PGA Tour, you can't really say the thing that you want to say. And I thought that was very interesting. It gives us a glimpse as to the hierarchy, I guess, of the PGA Tour, where if you don't earn the respect by winning multiple times, then you don't seem to have a platform to have an opinion. And I think that all of us were assuming that uh, Brooks Kepka just didn't have anything to say, right? Because we never heard from him. I, I think Brooks Kepka has kind of pushed back with some of the, um, it, it almost seems the dis- disrespectful reception that he's received from the sports media in general, um, like ESPN and stuff when he wasn't nominated for Athlete of the Year. And uh, that's sort of uh, riled him up a little bit. And I think people have probably come to him and said, look, Brooks, you just really don't say a whole lot. Um, you also read here that he's hanging out with NBA players more, and these players are much more outspoken than he's been in the past. But I find it interesting to think, well, there's a few things that are possibly going on, and it, and it leads to sort of, um, I, I think, the mental side of, of who we are. Brooks comes out and says, look, I've always had opinions, I've just been holding them back, and now I'm not. I'm, I'm going to rock the boat. I'm going to say everything. I'm going to just say things. Uh, I'm going to say the things I need to say, and I do think that that will help his career uh, in, in giving him some notoriety. People talk that there's no bad press. If you, if you talk more, then the media is going to ask you more questions because the media is just looking for something to write, and the more comments and statements they get out of a person, you know, the more material they've got. It makes their jobs easier. So as long as Brooks talking, he's going to be heard. But then that leads me to another point is that we as a society seem to have this this concept. And I don't think it's just unique to golf. But until we've proven ourselves that we somehow or another don't have the right to have a voice. And there's definitely some that have expressed that to me starting a podcast. Who are you to have a podcast? You know what? Anybody can have a podcast. It's super easy. Anybody wants a podcast? I'll show them how to do it. It's completely easy to do it. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has value. Everybody can share that voice. And if your voice resonates enough with enough people, then you can have some impact. And if if your voice doesn't resonate, then you won't. There's a lot of really different folks out there with a lot of different opinions. But all of us have value and all of us have opinions that are valuable and we should be sharing those. And we have so many ways to do that now, whether it's social media and blogs, podcasts, YouTube, whatever. We have 
as a society, many more avenues to share our opinions than we ever had before. Is that causing some problems with society? I think so. Social media and stuff's caused some problems where we are now adjusting to kind of all of this media and fake news and all that kind of stuff. But it also gives us the opportunity to be heard. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we get to hear more from Brooks Kepka, and he feels like he's established himself enough to say something. But I hope that other PGA Tour players who have not um, reached his level of success speak out a little bit more. We have so much to learn from them and their experiences and their struggles. Anybody who's made it on the PGA Tour has paid their dues. Anybody who has gotten really good at golf has learned something that we can learn from. So I hope that they start to share more. I hope they don't feel like Brooks, where they have to reach a certain level before their opinion matters. Anyway, really good stuff today. It was really cool to, um, to read these things. And I hope, I hope all of us feel more comfortable sharing who we are and what we've learned. All of us have learned something in golf, where if we start sharing those things, all of us can learn more. And, and it's, it's what we always call feedback, right? So we can learn as a group as long as we're sharing that information. So share it on the Data Access Golf uh, Facebook page. Uh, send me emails and tell me what you're learning, whatever. But let's definitely get out there and share what we're learning so all of us can learn from it. And let's not be afraid that we haven't established ourselves, you know, to a point where we can be heard. That should never stop us from saying something and hopefully being heard. So definitely Data Access Golf is a platform for you guys to, to talk and say what you're learning in golf and we will get it out there. I promise you that. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the tournament. I love the Honda. Um, interesting that they moved 17 up a little bit, but it'll be a great tournament. Fun to watch. Always fun to watch. Remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.